Hey friend, welcome to But What If You Did. I'm your host, Allison. I'm a life coach, podcaster, and most importantly, a cat mom. On this podcast, we talk about the messy middle in life transition. As a generation, there is so much millennials were conditioned to not talk about, and the messy middle was definitely one of those things. So I'm breaking down the walls, doing things a little bit non-traditional, and having raw, vulnerable conversations with some of my closest friends. I interview personal development experts and wellness advocates to show you what's possible and help you build your toolkit so that you too can live a meaningful life on your terms. Ready to dive into today's conversation? I promise it's going to be epic. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of But What If You Did? I'm Allison and I'm so pumped that you came to hang out for a bit today. So today is going to be a solo episode. It's going to be a little more of a in the flow kind of moment where I'm just sharing what's going on in real time for me. Um, Some practices that have been really supportive for my well-being recently and just how I'm navigating a really big season of change. Uh, This is something that came up from one of my team members in a team meeting uh, a couple weeks ago. And the person just said, like, I'm feeling really uncomfortable with change right now. Our company is going through a lot of change and um, being uncomfortable with it is, you know, something that I think everyone is kind of experiencing, but maybe not everyone is talking about it. And so first of all, that was a really brave thing to just bring up that they are feeling really uncomfortable with change, but also really wise to say, but like recognize that for themselves and then say like, hey, I actually want to get better at navigating this and I want to add tools to my toolkit and all of that. So today I want to just kind of dive into kind of how I've been navigating this season of change. And there are a lot of things that I do now that I wouldn't have done a few years ago that I wouldn't have done prior to starting this personal growth and development journey for myself. And um, I think that there is so much that we can learn just from hearing the way that other people have stepped into these more refined seasons of life where they really have these tools accessible to them. And also it's another thing to like have the tools, but you have to know how to apply them and you have to know how they work for you when you're in really adverse situations, when you're in situations and seasons of life where it doesn't come naturally. Like there are seasons of life for me where I feel really able to just practice self-care regularly, right? And I feel like it's like, I'm very routine with it. I don't skip it. I feel really good with it. And then there are seasons where like, I don't want to pick up a journal and I don't want to do yoga. Even though I know my body's going to feel better if I get movement in, it doesn't like, I just really struggle to do it. And then I get through another day and I'm like, well, didn't move my body again today. And so sometimes when I'm in these seasons, I think it is super important to um, not only know how to use different tools, but also to how to recognize for yourself what actually feels supportive for that season. I think a lot of times I hear with my coaching clients where they're like, oh, I have all these tools and I, I like, they want to default to the same thing and different seasons require different tools. So we're going to get into all of that in just a second, but I do want to take a quick second to shout out Gut Personal. Um, not only have they been a huge supporter of our show for a very long time, but they are products that I genuinely love and love sharing about. And this week in particular, um, the southern part of the United States, like this is allergy season for us, and I'm not really somebody that deals with seasonal allergies. That being said, when it's basically raining pollen from the sky 
Like, to the point that my car looks yellow and our sidewalk is, like, permanently stained from the pollen, um, I definitely notice that I'm having, you know, a sore throat and a runny nose and a headache. And, and like, honestly, I thought I had a cold. And I really just think it was, like, really bad allergies um, just popping up as a result of it raining pollen. And so uh, something that I've been really finding supportive of my immune system right now is Gut Personals The Rescue. Not only do they have this as um, adult <laughs> regular supplement pills, but they also have a kid's version. And truly, as somebody who struggles to swallow pills all the time um, and takes a lot of supplements, especially for some gut stuff I have going on right now, sometimes it's just really nice to have a chewable. And the kids ones taste like lemon lime, and I just truly love them. So Yes, as an adult, you can take the kids' ones too. You just take a higher dose, but all of that is listed out on their website. Also, we are getting really close to the gut fix coming out for its next round. And if you've not heard about the gut fix, I definitely have some Instagram lives over on my page that you can go check out at But What If You Did Pod, uh, where I chat with Jillian about my experience with the program. But it's a four month program. You get all this gut testing and all this education behind it. And this program for me, while it was a super big investment the first time I did it, has been so transformative and supportive of my, like just some really sustainable life habits and changes. Um, and I really can't recommend it enough. The really cool thing is right now, you can actually use my code to save on that. So if that's something that's of interest to you, slide into my DMs, use my code, whatever works best for you. Um, you can also use my code on uh, just one-off gut testing that they also, you can now purchase through the Gut Personal website. So many cool things. It saves you a few hundred dollars. So if you have any questions on that, slide into my DMs or just head on over there, check out their quiz talk to Jillian and Bridget or any of the other dietitians through um, their Instagram. And uh, yeah, I just, I can't say thank you to Gut Personal enough for how they've transformed my life. And anytime I have something that's really transforming my life, I of course want to share it with you. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's get back to talking about change. So first of all, I want to preface all of this by a few weeks ago, I was having a conversation with somebody from the Daydreamers community, which you probably haven't heard me talk too much about Daydreamers recently. So the way that Daydreamers is kind of um, continuing on with their beta testing is they do these cohorts and they onboard people in like small groups and, and take them through the program. So I have been part of their like Discord community where, you know, I get to help them like imagine and dream and, and figure out what the future of daydreamers looks like, but I haven't really been part of the program in several months now. And so anyway, so I had connected with somebody else from the community and we were talking about, I think she's going to probably be on an upcoming episode of the podcast with me. And um, from that, I was talking to Katina, who was the founder of daydreamers and was on the podcast previously. Um, and we just realized that it was like time for me to be back in the daydreamers universe. So, so much has changed since the last time that I took part in a beta cohort. And so I was so excited to dive back in and truly like this next level of daydreamers has been super transformative to me. And so as we go through, uh, some of what I'm experiencing around change right now, Daydreamers is going to come back into this and how that's like really informing my mental well-being. And I can't wait to share more about that throughout this conversation. So going back to this idea of like being uncomfortable with change, I had to really reflect on what was that pivotal moment for me where I just kind of became okay with being uncomfortable. And I think that part of it was like 
A, I listen to a lot of podcasts all the time and you hear all the time, like, you just have to be uncomfortable with it and whatever. But I think it was really just this, like, I decided to have this, like, moment where I made a conscious decision that I was just going to be okay with change moving forward. I was going to release this pressure that I was putting on myself to have it all figured out and to kind of just be there in the moment um, and just kind of see where that change could take me. Just be open to, you know, the intuitive pulls and the feelings that came with it and not trying to, you know, suppress anything or lock things down or just you know, make it really hard on myself. Instead, I decided that I was just going to be open to it and okay and vulnerable around it and see where that took me. And that's when life really started to change for me. So I've mentioned this before, but over the last like couple of months at work, we've been going through some like big changes. Um, They've made a switch in who our CEO was and they have made a lot of policy changes. We went through a small layoff, just a lot of things that when I was part of a bigger company, yeah, like these are things that happened as well, but you don't feel them as much when you're part of a company that's thousands and thousands and thousands of employees. But when you're part of a company that's like a few hundred people, you just really feel every little thing that happens. And it was a lot of emotional labor, which I know I've had episodes about before on the podcast of just like holding space for people that are reacting to big, traumatic, life-changing events differently. Um, and, And being able to cater my leadership style individually to each of these people um, is such a product of how I've seen leaders navigate change and and these kind of situations in the past with myself and and taking what I loved and leaving what I didn't and and that kind of thing. But in this decision to like consciously be okay with change, I've realized that when I have a lot of change going on, I have to do a lot more cognitive offloading um, than I typically do. And if you're not familiar with cognitive offloading, it's really just about or at least for me, when I say that, like, it's really about getting what's going on and swirling and ruminating in my head out of my head in some capacity. Um, And that's where a lot of like self-care practices come into play for me. You know, it might be offloading in the form of movement. um, And so maybe that looks like some slow flow yoga or some yin yoga, or maybe that is offloading through focusing on my breath and, and just really bringing myself back to present moment. Um, it could be journaling. It could be um, really re-engaging with habit tracking so that I know that I'm doing what I need to do. It's a lot of practicing gratitude and daily intentions. And um, sometimes it could be getting outside. Sometimes it's just that I need to um, put my creative brain on for a little while. And so over the last, you know, couple of months, I have gone on, like, it feels like I'm like riding a roller coaster wave sometimes where it's like, there are, there's a lot changing, there's a lot happening. And so naturally, I'm feeling more fatigued. Naturally, I'm wanting to retreat more inward. I'm pulling more towards wanting more rest and more separation from social atmospheres and more time to just solo process. Um, and so I was finding that I was like sleeping in more and therefore I was missing a lot of my like morning routine and self-care. And I actually remember one of my coaching clients asking me, um, probably over a month ago at this point, what do you need right now? And I, 
I hadn't even really thought about that because I was so focused on how do I hold space and support other people that are struggling with the changes around me that I wasn't really taking care of like what I needed. And what I needed was to be more consistent and um, to really engage in these, you know, self-care practices that really help me to self-regulate my nervous system better. Um, what did I need to do today to feel good? What did I need to do today to feel supported? Um, and and for me, it was, it, it just felt so easy to like push those things off and be like, I'm fine. I know how to navigate this. Like I tell myself this story too. And I think a lot of us do when we're in these seasons of change, right? I'm just going to push this off because other people need me when really you need yourself in those moments more than you need other people, right? And so learning to navigate change is something that is so important because no matter what season you're in, you're going to go through waves of change over and over and over again. And some of them are going to be really big waves of change and others are going to be really small waves of change. And um, But we're always going to be in some dynamic season of transition and change. And so you know, some of the things that I just mentioned are things that sometimes I need them more in certain seasons of life and sometimes other. Like I just listed off a bunch of things that make me feel really good. And I know they make me feel good, but they don't make me feel good in every season. So in this particular season of change, um, really slow flow movements have, you know, whether that's just walking and observing what's around me. Walking meditations can be really um, powerful for me in these reflective inward seasons where I just need to cognitively offload what's happening around me, but in a slower capacity, um, breath work, using tapping. Uh, if you're not familiar with EFT, the emotional freedom technique, um, I invite you to look into that and learn what that is. It's been a really powerful way for me to regulate my nervous system and get back to the present moment. Um, I have found tapping meditations to be super powerful uh, just in this particular season. Um, journaling looks a little bit different in every season for me. Right now, I'm really into the Silk and Sonder journals. And if you're not familiar with them, they're kind of a mental health um, oriented journal with creativity splashed in. And this is where it kind of brings in like the daydreamer stuff too. But they have like a mood tracker and a habit tracker and a sleep tracker, um, places to do gratitude and journaling prompts and coloring pages and puzzles. And, and so what I love about these journals is it gives me the ability to um, work through cognitive offloading in different ways. Like some mornings coloring <laughs> a random picture feels really supportive. And other mornings, it's like really helpful to actually see how my mood has shifted over the last seven days. Um, and some mornings I just really need to focus on gratitude because I can't be grateful and worried at the same time. And so in those moments, I choose to feel grateful. Um, they have daily intention uh, meditations and, and things that go along uh, with the journal that you get through an app. And so it, it's like guided journaling. And for me, sometimes I need more of a guided journal prompt rather than to just like brain dump what's on my mind. Other times I need just to brain dump. Um, sometimes it's really supportive for me to get outside and go walking or running. And, and sometimes it's to just ground by standing in the grass and feeling the grass between my, my toes, right? Um, sometimes I just need a change in environment. Sometimes it's not beneficial for me to do my normal morning routine in my office. Sometimes I have to, um, 
make myself a little uncomfortable and do the same things in a different space in my home or outside or with different people around. Um, And then supplements, like supplements are really supportive to me, but I have different supplements that are more supportive or less supportive, depending on what I'm also going through. So these are kind of things that I have in my toolkit, but I have to make a conscious choice every day of what would feel good and supportive in this day, in this moment. Um, There really is power in feeling the full scope of our emotions, especially during seasons of change. And I think a lot of times, especially millennials, like we are, we've been taught to avoid feeling this duality of emotions. So like, it's okay to feel sad for what I've lost and what has changed, but also really excited for the future and to sit in that duality. Um, And, you know, it's the same thing where I just kind of mentioned, like, you can't really be worried and grateful at the same time. So as long as I'm choosing gratitude more often than worry, I'm making progress towards accepting and being open and vulnerable around this change that is, you know, just in front of me. Um, And so, I do want to just continue to say that discomfort around change is normal. It is something that we all feel. It is something that we all go through. Um, but by re, you know, reinviting daydreamers back into my life at this really like pivotal changing moment, um, I've realized actually how much daydreamers just was so transformative to me. And that was, you know, over a year and a half ago at this point when I first engaged with the daydreamers universe. So now, the way that Daydreamers is set up, and I know that Katina and I have previously uh, talked about what Daydreamers kind of looked like at the beginning um, on a previous episode, which I will be sure to link down below. And in fact, it's an episode that I may uh, re-air um, in the coming weeks because I think it was just a really powerful conversation that um, uh, so many of you that have now, or of my newer listeners, could also benefit from as well. And who knows who's gone back to listen to what. So uh, stay tuned for that. But Daydreamers now has an app, which is just super cool. And there are these different um, tabs within it. And there's like one tab is the flow tab. And there's all these different like exercises um, that help you with Some of them are habit building. Some of them are uh, like emotionally supportive. Some of them are focused on mental flexibility. And these practices help you to take a pause in your day to kind of come back from the burnout cycle uh, to really just like process and cognitively offload in a different way. And so I have just really loved reinviting those types of exercises into my life um, in a season that has felt so just like all over the place. It's just a really good way for me to ground into the present moment and to just kind of get thoughts and feelings and emotions and whatever else is going on in my body out of my body and onto paper and in a way that allows me to self-reflect on maybe what I'm feeling inside that I'm not actually processing yet. And now you have your, so you used to be able to like text your coach um, for like bi-weekly sessions. And now I have a guide that is in the app with me and I'm able to post my scratch art pictures and my reflections from the week and they can help me work towards my goals. And so for me, I'm really looking for, and I actually said this to my guide when we met for the first time a few weeks ago, um, I'm looking for support to get out of my comfort zone and to do more things that make me uncomfortable. And we talked about how it can be so simple as like 
changing up our routine, right? So like today when I went to run errands, I drove a different route than I normally drive to go to the grocery store. I actually stopped at two grocery stores instead of one because I had um, a little extra time and there were some things I wanted from this particular one, this one I wanted from this thing. And so um, just like doing little switches in that, I you know, a couple of times I've gone to coffee shops recently, like I've gotten a completely different type of coffee than I would have typically gotten. And it's been like welcoming home an old friend, which I know probably sounds silly to say, but like, these are coffees that like I used to really love and get all the time. And I haven't gotten them in a long time because I don't know, I just found a new favorite and I moved on and I get stuck in my consistent little loops, right? And so just little tweaks can actually make us more uncomfortable um, in the moment, but they help us to become long-term more comfortable with change. And so if you're somebody who feels like you are struggling with change, I think it's probably that you're struggling with like huge amounts of change at one time or uh, a change that maybe you don't un- you don't fully comprehend or understand the realities of what's going on, and so you feel a little bit like unsure of where you're sitting and how it's resonating with you, and you don't really know how to work through it because you don't fully understand it. Um, but the way that we can build our confidence to navigate change, and the way that we can step more into ourselves and um, our most aligned selves in these hard seasons, is by doing these little things that make us uncomfortable more regularly. So I know that by engaging in a creative practice in a way that feels uncomfortable to me, um, for example, I just did this exercise through Daydreamers that was about um, Mad Libs. So it was like basically like telling a story through Mad Libs on in a, in a creative form on scratch art paper. And it was so uncomfortable for me because I literally read the description of the exercise and my first instinct was, I can't do that. And then I watched the video and I was like, okay, well, maybe if I just start with this coffee cup down in the corner, then what comes and then this. And so next thing you know, you've built this whole scene out on the paper and it turns out I was uncomfortable with the exercise, but I can actually do it. And I just had to take it piece by piece. And and, and so that's another thing that I think is really supportive when you're navigating change is remembering that like, you don't have to have all the answers. A lot of times it's literally what is the next step? What is one thing I can do to feel better today? What is one thing I can do to take a step forward? Um, what is one thing that will make me feel productive today? Uh, and, and I think we try to overcomplicate it for ourselves. Change feels complicated. We've been told our whole lives that change is complicated. And so when you pull back the layers and you say, I'm not going to let this feel complicated. I'm going to let this feel more in flow. I'm going to let this feel... Um, more open and just I'm going to be vulnerable and and say that I don't know what's going to happen next and that's okay and and you bring in that self-trust mechanism like there are just so many little things you can do that in the long term you actually are probably more comfortable with change than you think you are and you're really just telling yourself this story or you have this broken soundtrack to quote John Acuff of like I don't like change change is hard for me I'm not good with change Um, when really we can switch that narrative and say, I embrace change. I love change. I go with the flow with change. Like, and that can be really supportive to us in a way that we don't even realize is supportive. Listening to your intuition takes practice. And that's something that I feel like 
you know, when when you look back, you're like, man, I wish I knew this stuff in my early 20s. But in my early 20s, I, I could not have, I did not perceive the world around me in the way that I do now. So all that to say, my big takeaways around change is that being comfortable and okay with change is really just a conscious choice. And there are a lot of ways that we can teach ourselves to feel really good about change. And there are ways that we can really support ourselves and and really take care of ourselves in these seasons of change. And for me, this season of change has like, I've had weeks where like, I'm right here with you guys on the podcast. And I've had weeks where I've had to pull back and say, what I need right now is rest. And what I need right now is to have peace and calm in my home. And I can't, you know, put together this fluid episode where I'm just talking to you. So sometimes, you know, we have to take what we need to, and sometimes it's okay to, uh, for that to not be popular with everyone and for, for you to feel like you are doing only what's best for you. Um, thank you for sticking with me as I've rambled for the last, like probably 25 minutes. Um, I hope this episode in some way, uh, despite the fact that uh, to me right now it feels very non-cohesive, I'm sure when I listen back to it, it will be more cohesive than I imagined it to be. Um, and I hope that by sharing some of this with you today, that maybe it will inspire you to go and find those tools that work best for you. Heading into um, the months of March and April, March it's already March, April and May, words are hard, Um I am going to be taking on a couple more clients, both in uh, one-on-one life coaching containers, but also um, I'm in the process of testing out a new life and leadership coaching container, which is really 50% life coaching, 50% leadership coaching, um, and helping you to navigate more of that corporate career space. So if that's something that sounds supportive to you, uh, please reach out to me. You can find my website and everything linked down below in the show notes or head on over to my DMs on Instagram at but what if you did pod and let's connect there and see if there is a way that we can work together that would feel really supportive to you in this season of change. So until next week, friends, I hope you guys have a wonderful week and we'll chat again real soon. Thank you so much for coming to hang today. I know you have a lot of choices when it comes to what podcasts you listen to, and I'm so grateful that you chose to spend part of your day with me. If today's conversation helped you in any way, I would love for you to leave a rating and a review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts from. And if you believe the podcast conversation could help someone else in your life, I would love for you to share it with them. The simple act of sharing these episodes with people you love really, truly means the world to me. Until next time, friends, I'm Allison, and this has been But What If You Did.